Hi everyone, welcome to Stump the Guru podcast with your host, Ari Galpa, the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and the creator of Unlock the Game. This monthly podcast will bring you guests from virtually every industry unrehearsed to try and stump Ari with their most difficult sales challenges. This podcast is for business owners, financial advisors, entrepreneurs and sales executives. The guests on this show have only one goal in mind, to stump Ari. And Ari has one goal in mind, to overturn the notion of selling as we know it today by building trust between buyers and sellers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stump the Guru Show. This is Ari Galper with Trust Based Selling. If you've been here before to the show, uh, welcome back. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome for the first time here. Uh, this is uh, a experience for people to jump in, ask me a live question. If you don't know, we specialize in trust-based selling, a unique niche for the last 25 years. I've been honing to an art, art craft, and we have so many clients now who are successful using this, and, and we've really honed our intellectual property and our process to the point where it's now very easy to understand and use and you can apply it to your own sales scenarios with a different twist. And hopefully when you come here and listen to the podcast, there's always a new idea that you get. So if you're on the podcast streaming now, uh, welcome. Uh, it'll be, of course, on all the uh, podcasts that distribution points. And um, and we uh, have a short amount of time today. So we are going to, I see folks already lining up to jump and ask me a question, which is great. And the theme today is this concept that, that you don't have to work on the building a relationship with someone pre-sale. That's hard to understand at first because we're so used to the idea of building relationships to build trust. But what I discovered was that you build a relationship with someone after the sale, not before the sale. So how do you build trust before the sale? You don't focus on getting to know them. You focus on getting to know their problem. It's a very different shift in thinking. Most of us think, oh, my job is to get to know somebody first, have them get to know me first. That's the whole know, like, and trust model, which came back from the from the 80s. And, and, and the difference now is that you don't need that anymore. You can focus right on their problem and unpack their issue like a doctor or the patient, and they'll attach to you because they trust you. And here's the irony of all this. They don't even have to like you to work with you. They just have to trust you. So a little tidbit for today to think about, and uh, we'll call Stephen now to bring us our first guest, and we'll go from there. Steve, who do we have back there? All righty, let's get going, and happy holidays to everybody for whatever it is you celebrate. I hope you have an amazing one. I'm going to bring Kerry on first. So, hey, Kerry, how are you, my man? Uh, let's uh, you know the drill. You've been here before. Let everybody know a little bit who you are, and then uh, your question for Ari, please. Hey there, Ari. So I, I run a nonprofit organization called IDEA, International De-Escalation Association. And we do a lot of work with school districts uh -huh. in being able to provide solutions. And one of the challenges that we have is when the school teachers don't have a lot of time to be able to absorb the material that we do for our training. So I'm curious, when you're trying to help a client find a solution to one of their problems and build trust at the same time. They seem to go hand in hand, but it, do you have any techniques for being able to really nail down the questions to ask a client when you're trying to help them solve their own problem that maybe they don't even know about? 
That's very common, Carrie, where people have a sense of what they want to solve, but don't understand what they need to solve. It's a very subtle difference. And the challenge, as you're bringing up, is that most prospects will bring to you a symptom of the problem. They'll say to you, Carrie, my shoulder hurts. And the most experts will say, great, let me help you solve that problem. But a doctor doesn't take that assumption and assume it's true. They go to an x-ray machine, an MRI machine to find out what the real core problem is. And it turns out the shoulder hurts because of blood clot in the right hand in the right calf. They didn't know that, but the doctor figured that out because he has a process to diagnose the real problem. And so that's the first element to think about is never assume what they're telling you is totally the full picture because the person who has the own problem themselves cannot does not have a 360 view of their own self. It's impossible. Human beings only look inward. They don't look outwards. So that's why they need an expert like yourself to help them see the totality of their issues. So what you first do with people is that you obviously you have them share with them what their concern is. That's as far as they can take it, what I call service level. Then you need to unpack that issue and help them see the context behind it. And that's where the questions come into play, where you might want to ask things like, tell me more about that situation. Uh, tell me in detail where it's happened before. Uh, what have you tried on your own and try and resolve this? Um, how long has this been an issue for? What's been the impact to your situation and your kids because you haven't been able to solve this? Give me more a sense of how this is slowing you down for your performance. Give me an idea of how much you're losing because of this. Give me see how I keep going. Yeah. Lots of questions because you have to help them go down their own iceberg, help them see the truth behind their own problem. Because here's the thing: if they don't own the gravity and the seriousness of their problem, and it's not urgent to solve, then <laughs> you're gonna they're gonna ghost you. That makes total sense. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Yeah, welcome back and see and good to see you again. All right. So uh what I just took carry that through was the concept of you're the doctor of the patient and not assuming what they're telling you is the full picture of their problem because in many cases they'll seduce you with what their issue is and then off you go to the races and try and solve it. And uh, many of you listening today are experts in what you do, and you have what I call the curse of mastery. You know your stuff so well that when you hear the problem, it's not new to you. You've heard it so many times, you start processing the answer, and your system spits out the solution. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're off to the next step, and they haven't felt the sense of trust from you because you didn't do a deep dive inside their world. And the key to trust building is understanding their world at a deeper level that they themselves understand. And that's what, where you need to get to with people to build that trust without them having to like you first. Back to our first theme from today. Okay, Steve, who else do we have uh, in the wings back there? All righty, next up, I'm gonna bring on Clyde Anderson. So here we go. Hey, Clyde, how are you? If you can, uh, as you heard with Kerry, let everybody know a little bit about you and your question for Ari, please. Hi, uh, good morning, good evening, good day. Um, so, uh, so I have a business that does consulting in the construction industry. Uh -huh. And uh, because we're a consultant, we're prior to the design being approved for construction. So the process is um, they need certain things to be ticked off on their list. And one of the things is what we do, which is building energy efficiency. So it's a mandatory requirement here in Australia, and we need to tick the box uh, for them. 
And so they kind of come to us uh, with with an expectation that that's what we do and that's what we can do for them and that's what they need. So uh, the deep dive is a little bit hard to do because they've already decided um, that uh, they want just a price from us uh, and then schedule it in when they're ready. So the question um, that I've got for you, Ari, is not, not not in that area. We've already discussed that before. It's, it's related to uh, when you're picking up a new client and you're going through the roadmap where you're saying, um, you know, would you, would you be interested in us uh, showing you, uh, ha having a different perspective on how we go about solving uh, problems like yours with other clients? Would that be of any help to you? Um, we can run you through our process so you, you're, you're fully aware of where we're at and how we deliver value for your project, all that stuff. Um, and they come back and they say, uh, no, I'm busy at the moment. I'm just trying to get quotes. Uh, and they basically hang up on you. They don't give you the opportunity to respond. Um, and and um, it's very awkward at that position because you don't want to go ringing them back and chasing them. You know, you know the space they're in. The person you're talking to is not the decision maker. They're just a, a telephoner who's getting quotes as their terminology, and they're not necessarily uh, interested in a deep dive. Not interested in, in our process. They just let me ask you a question: is the, is the decision maker seeing what you do as a complete commodity, apples to apples, compared to everybody else? They've never had a problem before with anyone else. They literally just is price only, and there's zero value and extra besides price. You think? Is there any risk in them choosing someone at a cheaper level that makes a mistake? Uh, possibly, yes. But the person who makes that decision, we never get to see. Um, it, it's it's uh, we're three steps away from them. Uh, I'll give you an example. In a construction project, there's the building okay. owner who's paying okay. for the project. There's the project manager and there's the architect. Okay. Uh, and then there's us. Um, we tend to be talking to the architects, and um, so we're three steps away from the person who says go. Okay, so I think you don't have much control of that initial conversation, it sounds like. So there's something you can do that bypasses a lot of this, and that is you should consider the idea of creating a trust asset. And mm -hmm. we may have talked about this before, I'm not sure if we can't, if we have, but something that you can mail to them the contact, the architect, the owner, anyone you know in the chain, that you can send them somewhere in your process that arrives in the mail that sets you apart. Because if you can't use the conversation itself to differentiate you, then you need a better way to bypass all that. So it could be something as simple as a document or a mini book or something that says the title of how to choose an energy efficient consultant you can trust. And oh, okay. 10 to 20 blind spots they need to be aware of to avoid choosing someone that can do a poor job. Right. It's There's probably someone in your industry that's not doing a good job. Most like cutting corners, charging, you know, who knows? But if you're the whistleblower and you tell people to watch out for these types of criteria when you're selecting someone, by default, you become the person who they can trust because you wrote the book on it. The Consumer's Guide, How to Choose an Efficiency Consultant You Can Trust. And you've written the book on it. Well, by default, you're the guy. Right. You need something so, to do that. Yeah. Okay. So when when we're on this new call, uh, first, first call, and we're trying to do the one call sale. 
Sure. And they don't want to go down, uh, look at our, our roadmap. Um, so you're, you're saying that. Uh, so what, I, what you say is, may we send you a copy yeah. of our new book that we've just written on, since you're choosing other folks right now, it'll, it'll, it's a guide that could help you along your yeah. path. Yeah. Whether you choose us or not, it's okay. But this will really help your process so you don't make a mistake of choosing somebody that could okay. investigate your project. Would you be open to that? So, um, what are they going right. to say? Oh, of course they're going to yeah, say. Well, that's right. You send it to them, and then um, uh, we just wait for them to come back to us. No, you you, you send it to them. Get their address. Yeah. Get their phone number. Uh, and then you call them. You send it track with the tracking number, overnight delivery express. So it gets yeah. there the next day. The tracking says delivered. Yeah. And you call the day after that and you say this. Hi, Julie. It's already here. Uh, we spoke a couple of days ago and I just want to call just to see if you received my, my book. Did you get that by any chance? Oh, yeah, it's right here. Thank you so much. It's on my desk. I well, I really appreciate you sending that over. Great. Well, why don't you have a read of that? And I'm sure you'll probably, you'll probably have questions about everything. Uh, why don't we have a chat again and we can talk from there. How does that sound to you? Yeah. So, so all I'm looking for is a different road to go on to open up yeah. the dialogue so they can trust you that you're not trying to sell them. You're trying to help her in her process as a guide. Yes. All right. So they, 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 they're still coming back to us. We, we, we don't bother chasing them or anything. And, you don't need uh, to chase them because you just, you just deposited value in her emotional account by delivering a gift of what right. she needs right now to help her in her or him in her process. It, it, okay. it reframes the chemistry and the perception of you being just a commodity to you being someone who's an authority that can help the process. Right. So, so when they come back to us, that's when we do the roadmap with them because they are, now they've appetites now ready for now They're open to realizing you can add extra value that they couldn't before. Okay. Excellent. Thank you for that. Opening up their mind to viewing you away from being commoditized to an authority who can advise them to make the right decision. Yeah. It's okay. a shift in your positioning, if that makes sense. Very good. Okay. I'll okay. working on that. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds good, Clyde. Good to see you. All right. We are back to Stump the Guru Show. We are live. My name is Ari Galper, and we specialize in trust-based selling. Uh, if you want to have a private consultation, just go to unlockthegame.com forward slash uh, free consult, and we'll give you a, a gift as well there, uh, one of our free books uh, in the mail uh, as a gift for that. And you can see uh, how we walk our talk to help you analyze your situation and then see if you'd like to go from there. Um, we got so much happening now. Uh, it's just after 25 years, you would think that things would slow down what we do, but trust has really dropped so low in society right now that people are really needing help to, especially in selling, to build that trust again. And luckily we've been doing it for 25 years. So we have lots of work around this and uh, processes and really easy ways to understand all this concept. So, and if you haven't got my book yet uh, on website, we have multiple books there, Unlawful Sales Game, Trust Authority, uh, Lessons from Toby About My Son, uh, our new one coming out now called Trust in a Split Second. Uh, make sure you grab those books as soon as possible and have a chat with us as well. All right, Steve, who else do we have back there? We have one more, I think, don't we? We do, we do. I'm going to bring on Irv Erkin. So Irv's coming on right now. Hey, Irv, how are you? Uh, if you can... I'm good. How are you? 
doing well. If you can let people know uh, what's going on in your universe and your question for Ari, please. Well, I'm a financial advisor and uh, my job is to make people make intelligent decisions about their lives. And one of the things that I have a little bit of a problem with is asking the right questions to have people give me a, a path that I can go down whether uh, with, without telling them that this, this is what they have to do, although I want to tell them this is what they have to do, um, whether they're more interested in, in a product that produces well but is the most expensive or one that doesn't produce as well but saves the money in the long run. I don't want to you know, get them, I don't want to make the decision for them before. I want to know this a little bit more in, in their inner self about which would be the best result for them. I don't, sure. my, my inclination sure. would be to start with, with the, the high priced one. You can always get less. That's always a good thing, but to try to kick somebody up to something that costs more and, but does better is a harder sell. Well, I assume the one that costs more would add more value to their lives. Oh, yes. Or not. Oh, yes. Okay. 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 So the one that costs more, it equivalates, equivocates to a higher value, a value for them. The one that costs yes. less, they get less value. Right. Obviously. So what you can do is position those as an option, but you do it in a way where the value propositions are very clear on what they're going to give up if they choose the lower one. Now, we're not going to try and convince them to buy the higher one. We're going to show them what the options are and what they're giving up on each one of them. So can you delineate uh, between the higher and lower and be clear about what they don't get with the higher, which and that would then determine with them to them if it's a priority for them to have what they're going to miss from the higher one? The higher one, the higher one, you could, yeah, the, the higher one, it's a uh, permanent life insurance policy. Okay. And what uh, the higher one does is at the end of the day, 30 years from now, that the higher one will have a, a higher death benefit because it grows. It will have more cash inside the policy. It will have way more than what they put in. The lower one will give a death benefit, not as much. And the cash will be less. So if they're satisfied with just getting the the instrument and they just want to get it get it as cheaply as they can, then maybe that's the one for them. If they're interested in, in getting the best bang for their buck, then maybe if they can afford it, then the higher one is the better value. Well, it sounds like one of the separators here would be those people who have more capital than someone else. Like yes. if they're wealthy, then they think like an investor. If right. they're not wealthy, they don't think like an investor. They think right. like just enough to cover their needs, right? Right. So you can make that a judgment call, that assessment based on you identifying and understanding them better to see, obviously, the size of their portfolio would give you a good indication of that. But also, they're in there, how they think. Are they investing oriented? Because you can position that higher product as an investment, right? Right. So you can say this question, you know, I'll, I'll present with a couple options. One is with investment mindset point of view. And one is a just a tactical point of view of just solving an initial issue, a problem. That's it. Would you like me to explain both to you? Okay. So I think just positioning the two in advance 
based upon how they might want to think will determine which they're going to choose anyways. You're not going to convince them of something. They're not going to fit their frame of reference anyways. So you want to just set it up correctly so that you can point them to where they want to go based upon the positioning. So the higher end option is for people who want to have coverage for the health insurance and not worry ever again. But on top of that, want to leverage their wealth they've built, developed over the last 50 years. The one lower option for those people who don't want to develop their wealth and pass more to their family, but just want to cover health issues. Okay. Which one, Mike? Where do you fit in these two categories, Mike? I'm just right. making this up. I'm just thinking okay. about from your point of view. I think that will help him choose that to take the pressure off of you from selling it. That's very good. That's that does what I wanted to do without getting into the uh, nuts and bolts and, and the grid of it all. Exactly. Because yeah. you're not going to win this game on the spreadsheet of benefits because they're not going to they can't process it as well as you can because you live in that world every day. They don't. They need a simple right. concept to frame it from to make that decision. And that's, I think, the way to position it so they can say to themselves, yeah. I like the idea of growing and investing something. Try that. Okay. All right. Thank you. Good to see you, Gunnar. Good to see you. All right. So what a show we've had, Rapid Fire. Uh, We've had all interesting questions from positioning to languaging to unpacking problems. But you notice a theme here. The theme here is a problem-centric approach, not a solution-centric approach. But most people who sell are the opposite. When they hear a problem, they start solving it in their mind and moving somebody forward. In our world, we don't do that. We uh, unpack, we go do a deep dive, we stay in the role as long as we can until they ask us for help. When they ask us for help, then we give them a roadmap model to show them how to onboard from there without selling our product. It sounds unconventional, it sounds different, but we can walk you through how that works. Just reach out to us anytime. And I will mention one last thing. If you're on this podcast listening right now, Uh, We're about to close the doors to our 12-month curriculum program called the Mastery Program coming up starting in January, where you can, with a small group of us, you can learn how to master the art of this uh, in a 12-month period, one one call a week with a group of us to really mastermind this and apply it to your world and learn it bit by bit. Uh, It's uh, an easier way to enter our world. It's on our website. Just go to unlockthegame.com, click on Trust Academy, uh, fill the uh, application out there, and we'll try and talk to you before the end of the year. If you want to get into the program, we might open it up again next year. Not sure if we will or not, but you can still apply and get on the waiting list. So I'll leave you with that. And uh, thank you for coming today. All of you have a wonderful new year and I'll see you all in January. Talk to you soon. We hope you've enjoyed this month's segment of Stump the Guru and that you've discovered some new trust-based selling strategies that you can apply directly to your sales process. You can get access to Ari's Trust-Based Selling 60-Minute Masterclass at www.unlockthegame.com forward slash video. And if you want to go one step further, you can order his latest book, Unlock the Sales Game, and get a free one-on-one sales growth consultation at www.unlockthegame.com. Before we say goodbye for now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to review this podcast. It's easy. Just scroll down to the bottom of Stump the Guru podcast within Apple Podcasts until you reach ratings and reviews. Click one of the five stars under tap to rate to leave a rating. Thanks so much and we'll see you on the next show.